Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hi, folks. Welcome back to the latest Mountain Westwire football podcast. Off-season edition number whatever. Insert here for keeper tracks. I'm not Matt. So four or five, maybe. <laughs> February 20th. Let's just call it that. Let's put the date. Yes, the day before President's Day. MWWire.com is the website uh, where you can find all of our written contents. Um, did you have any take in the All-Star game at all? Because I saw there's some interesting stuff going on in the NBA. No, I mean... I'm not really much of a basketball guy, so same. I just saw no, I've, been, I've, been, I've been catching up on like on like I watched Dune earlier this afternoon. How was that? Pretty good, actually. It has the, I give it the matte seal of approval. Perfect. How good is that seal? How, how, what's the level of recommendation we should go with? That? Is that a good seal for most people? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, <laughs> I, 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 I had never read any of the books <laughs> or seen any of the other adaptations, so I went into it with like totally fresh eyes. And if I mean, if that if that sounds like you, dear listener, yeah, I would say check it out. It's definitely like an investment of time. It's like a very long movie. But it's really, it's really good, in my opinion. I've heard, pe- I've heard people like that. I had seen Uncharted. Better, better tonight, than the discussion solid. of the college football playoff. Oh, we're, that's what we're getting to. We'll get that later. We're trying to avoid that. I just saw Steph Curry chucking three-pointers everywhere. So I'm like, oh, there's some interest there. Because <laughs> that's what he does all the time. Scored 50 points. But I was just wondering, because you have that over Twitter. Hey, at least there's no mountain with fighting going on like Juwan Howard. Oh, boy. That's a problem. Yeah. So let's get to it. Here's what we're talking about. Today. We're college football. So we discussed mountain football specifically. And can I take you back to a better time, Matt, last June? Better in the sense that Craig Thompson, who else is on there? Was it Greg Sankey, Jim Swarbrick, and somebody else? Sorry, I forget the fourth guy. Who were tasked with creating a college football proposal for a playoff expansion. Yes. They came out and everybody applauding, cheering. This looks wonderful. It's better than what we thought, particularly for the MAC, the Sun Belt, the Mountain West, Conference USA, where 12-team playoff, which awesome, six bids get automatic qualifier if you're the highest-rated conference champion. So it wasn't like group the Power 5 get in no matter what, and here group of five, you get a spot just because. The highest six-rated champions get in, which, and I did articles on this before, but Basically, out of that time, outside of the COVID year of 2020, when the Pac-12 was behind, I believe, the Sun Belt and American, maybe in Mountain West, I don't recall, but they were in the top six. Or that 1998, uh, not 98, but uh, what was it, Matt? When UConn Weekly Festival? Oh, they, that was what, uh, 2010, 2012. Was 2009, I think it was. It was a, it was when they were doing the um, – I wrote it, I first had the date in front of me, but when all the massive realignment, when – 
the Big East still had the auto bid. America was the new conference now. It was the last year that contract. Yeah. So it was kind of a to both times quirky situations where not every power league was getting it. So only twice and under extreme rare circumstances. Like, okay, mm-hmm. that's that throws a bone because there could be once a decade plus two two teams from the group of five automatically get in. And uh, and sure, that's fine. And you had buys in the first round, home playoff games for that for the teams out in the buy. If you if you're at a conference, you get treated better because you can get a buy if you're a top four team. So if you happen to be a number three overall ranked Notre Dame, you had to play in the opening round. It seemed great, and then people had other ideas and other ideas and other ideas. But now we have nothing. Mm-hmm. So when we go back to back back to G, I know we discussed this before. Were you that seemed like the plan, right? What what was your thoughts on the initial plan from last year, essentially? So you're referring to what they're calling the five plus one format? Well, what I just, yeah, what I just, no, not even five plus one, the six highest rated conference champs get in. Like that was the original proposal they sent out. Yeah. I mean, I think they, they had narrowed it down or they had revised it more recently, which was something that was brought up in the, in the letter that Mike Oresco, the, the uh, American commissioner put out, was it about a week ago at this point? Something like that, yeah. Where I think, you know, if they had moved from top six conference champions to automatic bids for the power five champions plus one for the group of five, I mean, either way, I mean, obviously I think the more malleable position that like the original proposal for me, for me as, as a Mountain West enthusiast, I think I would have been more excited about that because, me too. because while, you know, the odds of, of getting one of I would say theoretically two spots was still sort of, you know, not always a given every single year, especially given the ascendancy of like the Sunbelt Conference. Um, you know, the Mid-American has, you know, had a team or two pop up, you know, I would say you know, once or twice over the last decade or so. But I think that that sort of more flexible proposal is for, you know, especially for fans of, of teams who are expecting to be conference contenders in the next year or two. I think that that was something that they could be excited about. Maybe a little bit less so, you know, with the with the five plus one that's a little more rigid. Mm-hmm. You know, I've I've always sort of said like if 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 we're not going to treat it like the basketball tournament where you know everybody at least gets a theoretical shot, then who cares? But I mean, I think you know the five plus one. I I guess I could live with it. And and I, but and I'm assuming we'll talk more about sort of the flip side or the downside mm-hmm. of that proposal in a little bit. But I don't know. I mean, I just I, I know that you uh, I, I feel like maybe for once you are a little more heated about something than I am, because I just feel like you know for Mountain West fans in particular, the playoff has never really been the focal point of what makes a successful season anyway. Sure. And so I don't think expand, I mean, I would say expanded access that doesn't automatically include the Mountain West champion wasn't really going to change that regardless of whether it was top six or five plus one. Yeah. Cause what I put out there today, like I wrote, I finally got around doing a piece. I'm like, let me give some thoughts. You hear some more info. I don't want to do a quick piece and be done. It goes back to culture balls Brown for a hundred plus years. Mm-hmm. They are literally the only sport in NCAA at any level that does not have a actual criteria in place, win your conference, you get a spot into your postseason. Every other sport has that. Every other level in football has that. But when you go back to what – here's what it used to be. They used to vote for national champions. It's always like a baby step. It's always just enough to, oh, it's slightly better, but still after five years, what are we doing here? You had just national champions. The reason I hate it because college football in general could be much better than what it is, even though it's already pretty great mm-hmm. in what you see. But they had, let's vote for champions before the, the postseason. There's your national champion, and they lose in the bowl game. Or you had the Big Ten, where not until like the early, I think late 80s or 70s, 80s, I don't have the exact time frame, you couldn't go to a Rose Bowl back to back years. Or you had the bowl, then they finally, okay, we have multiple. Look how many, I'm using air quotes, you can't see claimed national champions all these schools have. Alabama claims this certain amount, um, Clemson this amount, Texas, whatever. There's all these, they're all, they're just mythical, which is lame and stupid. Okay, you got the Bowl Alliance where we'll do one verse two, but not the Rose Bowl. We'll do the BCS for a couple years. Oh, but not the Rose Bowl because 97, Nebraska and Michigan split. Okay, BCS, Rose Bowl's part of it, one verse two, no matter what. But what happens when there's multiple undefeated teams like in 04, when you had actually five teams, you had Boise State, Utah who made the BCS, Auburn, 
USC and Oklahoma. Will Auburn get screwed? And who knows what Utah or Boise could have done. I remember that Boise-Louisville. Bill C. did his top 60 games, whatever it was, the past, what, 20 years or something. That Louisville-Boise game got in there with, like I think, it's Brian Brom at quarterback versus Boise State's amazing offense. Hmm. Then you have the four-team playoff. And so, okay, it's just incremental steps to get done. And all it comes down to is freaking egos of commissioners right now and some presidents and the Rose Bowl. It's I know the goal, like, if you ever listen to Solid Verbal, Dan Rubin seems like, I don't care about the postseason playing. I like the regular season gets to it. And that makes all sense. The regular season is fun and exciting. But there's so many teams, and the way it's set up, if you're a goal of a Mountain West team, even with Gary Patterson in the conference, Matt, doing this pyramid of greatness or whatever, the goal is never to win a national title because it's, it's not set up that way for, what, not, even teams in the big conference, 90% of college football, which is 13 teams. Are, are running for every year at the current model. It's just you can make the postseason and regular season as exciting because the postseason for college football is by far the worst of any sport out there. And yeah, that's a I shame. Mean, it's, it's like whose line is it anyway? The points don't matter. At the end. <laughs> exactly. Like the, the bowl system, the way that it's set up right now does not matter. And I think, and I think that the players, especially, especially the high end players, they know this. Yeah. Which, is, which is why, you know, you end up with, what was it, Pitt versus Michigan State without Kenneth Walker third, without Kenny Pickett in that game. And the Rose Bowl, too, you, you, Ohio State wide receivers don't play. Yeah, which, you know, I don't begrudge them. No. You, know, you, you, go, you go get your money, individual talented player. But, you know, the whole point of expanding the playoff was to generate stakes that just currently don't exist. Like it, like yeah. I don't think you Utah State fans are going to complain about the season that they just had. But like, imagine instead of going to LA to face off with a middling Pac-12 team, you know, maybe they had a chance to go out to, you know, I don't know, the Cotton Bowl or something like that. You know, one of those New Year's Six games where they had a chance against you know some you know big time Power Five program like. Like I, I'm trying to think of like who finished second, like you know, like Wake Forest or something like that. Whoever yeah, even pick, even pick. Yeah, yeah, something like, like that. Twelve team playoff. So let's say you take out Cincinnati, just for example. Utah State would have been who knows what it'd be, but say you're the tenth seed or ninth yeah, seed, whatever like, it may I be. There is there is still a capacity to reward you know teams that had good seasons. You know those six. You know because I think you know it's it's clear you know at least among who we follow on Twitter, like people like bowl season. You know it's, they sort of they sort of embrace it for like how goofy it is, and so I think. You know, the, 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 the potato bowl, for instance, might not necessarily have much standing ever in the grand scheme of things, but people like it, you know, people, people like spuddy buddy, people like the, the, the fry shower and things like the that. Kimmel bowl for what he so, did, or the cheese it dumping of cheese, toasted cheeses on the coach. And so there's nothing says that, you know, that element of the postseason needs to change. But the fact is the way things are set up right now with the New Year's six bowl games they just, you know, other than, you know, two of them matter, four of them don't. And the Rose Bowl barely matters now, too, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, you know, the Rose Bowl had a good game last year. It was amazing. It's one of the best it, games but it, but it ultimately didn't matter. You're right. It, it didn't matter. Like, uh, my radio station, we covered the game. It's a huge deal. First time ever go to the Rose Bowl. Arizona's never been there. So it's like Utah comes in a decade later. goes. It was awesome. It's It's a fun game. It's like dumb. It's like it is what it is. But these bowl games, like all the a lot of times, all their background noise, like middle of the day. Like I remember watching was a Western Kentucky App State. Is that the Bahamas Bowl, I believe? And it was end up being Billy Zappi's second half taking care of business against App State. Mm-hmm. But that was an exciting high scoring game or the potato bowl with uh, Wyoming versus uh, was it Western Michigan? No, Central, because it was a Jim McQueen, right? Was that who they played? I believe it was. Are you talking about the potato bowl? Potato bowl, yeah. Was it Wyoming no, they, Central? They played. They played Kent State. Oh, Kent State, that's okay, that's what it was. But there's some exciting games. I think with people are frustrated with this because it, I'm more frustrated. I have multiple allegiances to who I like want to do well and watch college football in a different aspect. But when you have like I just I, I'm trying to figure out the best way to move forward with this because you're we're right where the Mountain West, like you can it can be both. It's a TV show, which is what it is essentially. And part of the problem, ESPN owns 90% of the bowl games, mm-hmm. every single game except for let's if I, the Sun Bowl yeah, and then Arizona Bowl, which whatever, <laughs> never been on ESPN. And then there's like maybe the Cure, one or two others, maybe 
that might be it this year. Two bulls if there's a bull played. There's very few that are not on ESPN. However, there are also even the the New York Six, they don't own the Bulls, but they broadcast the Bull games. Yeah, that's yeah. what they kind of do. But for letting people know, we know the answer here. But majority of the Bull, like the Mexico Bull is owned by ESPN. Hawaii Bull owned by ESPN events. Mm-hmm. So they're all owned by all these games. And so that's why there could be trades easier to be done. Like I know BYU, they're slated for the Hawaii Bull this year. They they could move to another Bull game if they want a better matchup, which happened to, was it San Diego State Houston for the Vegas Bull Cup years ago? Yeah. There's been adjustments to the Frisco Bull for or the first response, whatever. There's changes that can be made. So that's part of the problem, too. When they own it, like, I don't get, like, the NCAA, they make so much money in March Madness, Matt. It dwarfs anything college football postseason brings to the sport. Imagine if Mark Emmer were smart and you could put the toothpaste back in there. The NCAA should, if they could, let's say this, the po- like, don't even, who cares about the postseason, but let's say they were to take over the postseason. You know how much more money they would get for themselves for owning every bull postseason bull game? Yeah, I mean, it would, like, it's already a multi-billion dollar industry. Yeah, and there's people who, in charge of the, the guys love wearing their funny jackets from the Orange Bowl, the Rose Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, the Big Bowl game. Let's go check out. Those guys get paid a ton of money, like well over six figures, to do, to what, host a game for a week? Mm-hmm. Like, how do I get that gig? How can I be the president in charge of the Rose Bowl where I host a parade have some fun content, get to go to Landry State, Beef Steak, however it's called, and go have fun. How can we get that bowl game? These guys have, like, the easiest jobs in the world. I'm just saying, like, but imagine if the NCAA took over that, like, okay, here's our bowl game here. It could still be on ESPN every game. It doesn't matter. But I don't I, – I should do some research on this, but do you have any clue? Maybe you don't. It's fine. Neither of us might not. When the, when the bowl system, they just pop up and NCAA is like, just go with it? Like, you guys are in charge? Like, how? when did this happen and who – who was the idiot who let it happen in the first place? Because that's where you could trace all this garbage back to for the postseason being a complete disaster. Yeah, I'm not. I'm honestly not sure of the timeline. But you know what I mean. That kind of doesn't that make sense? That's kind of when all this kind of got out of hand. When the NCAA let, left and let go of control, something. I get it. In 1998, there was like 60 bowl games, if that. And why we got off that when they're like 10 and two when they're really good, and bowl games just keep popping up, and it's. You can barely make a bowl game because that Frisco Classic, which we'll all remember, the classic of Frisco <laughs> next to bowl game. But that I think that makes total sense to when it kind of got out of hand and left the train or whatever whatever saying that is. The barn left the cows left the barn or something's out it's called. Yeah, the horses out of the barn. <laughs> Something horses, cows, animals. Close so, enough. You get my point. Imagine like it could they run these postseasons very well in other sports. It's all about money and could the NCAA buy all these? They may not. They probably don't have enough money to buy it back to get control, right? Or can they? Can, I'm asking really questions. I, you're probably like, wait, let me speak here. But could, let me let me narrow it down. For the postseason, how can the NCAA take back control, or can they? I don't think they can at this point. Because I know the Rose Bowl at points negotiated their own TV contract because when everything with the Fox, they about a decade ago or so, that they were the only ones still on ABC, ESPN. It's a it's a money machine I get, but I why why do they have to go to these bowl games? Who cares who they piss off? Why can't they say, all right, we're playing a, a twelve team playoff, whatever home stadiums the champion is at whatever whatever city bids the highest and the Rose Bowl Sugar Bowl, you're out of luck. Is it just connections and relations like the reason Vanderbilt and Illinois are in their respective conferences due to geographic convenience a hundred years ago? Yeah, and see, and I think going back to the the discussion, especially that the, one of the points that Oresco brought up about the five and one format in particular, and and I say this because you know if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that I tend to think I, I tend to have a dim view of of Mike Oresco and the way that he shills for the, for the AAC. Yeah, but when he says that it favors privilege for privilege's sake, I believe it, or like I agree what? with him on that. Oh, yeah, because. You know, and, and like you said earlier, you know, there there have been any number of, of lackluster power five champions that have, you know, you know, they've they've stumbled their way to a top of a conference. And and I don't, but I, you know, I don't necessarily think that in an expanded playoff format that they would automatically deserve a spot just because they happened to start playing football 50 years before, you know, another team. UAB or Central Florida or Boise State. Yeah, and, like, and I, but I think I think in terms of like you know the the, the Pac twelve versus like the Sun Belt, 
for example. Mm-hmm. You know, like you know, next year, if the if the Pac-12 champion has two or three losses, and it, let's say, like for the sake of you know, the, thinking about, like, let's say this expanded format goes into play next well, look, year, it's no, not going just look, to. But just like, look what, at this year: it, Utah it, went ten and four this year. They lost to BYU, San Diego State, and Oregon State. You're telling me App State or Western Kentucky, and I've watched Utah could hang with Utah? Heck yeah, they could. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking about like 2020 in particular, where you had a couple of really gangbusters team in the Sun Belt, and you know Louisiana was one, Coastal yeah. Carolina was another. You know, I think in those types of situations, which it's not like it 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 doesn't happen every year, but it happens enough to make me think that you know the whole point of of, of privilege is one that. For for all the bluster that I think Oresco puts out there, I kind of have to give I have to side with them on that one. Well, you have to because it's also like when me and Andy talk college basketball, the Syracuse effect. Just we need to come up with a good name, like accused or something, whatever. But they're gifted. It's the benefit gives to the benefit the benefit of the doubt, excuse me, is given to them. Like in basketball, where quad one, quad two wins are very important for NCAA tournament selection and seeding. Mm-hmm. You're gifted. And me, me and Andy went back and forth. It's like the chicken or egg. Is the Big Ten or ACC good because they're the Big Ten or ACC? Or do they really have good ten, good teams in the conference? Which I lean more toward, yes, they have better teams. But if you're a team who is middle of the pack out of the 14-team conference, whatever number of teams are in there, I know Big Ten, 14. If you're a team that's seven or eight or nine, but you get gifted eight to 10 Q1 and Q2 games in conference play alone, and you have a decent record, you'll get the benefit out over right now in the Mountain West. We're looking at maybe four teams getting in. San Diego State's is good, but their losses on the they're on the bottom end because a couple losses they've had. Or you're t- they might get in over San Diego State because oh, you only played four or five Q one Q two games just because of the conference you're in. Mm-hmm. And we'll have a, we'll have a good test of this because Bob Bowlesby, the Big Twelve Commissioner, is pissed too. He's all in favor of the current model of twelve teams. And are they a power power five league still when the when Texas OU leaves and they bring in BYU, Cincy, and uh, Houston? UCF, they probably bet still better than most of the like. They'd still be better than Mountain West, in my opinion, in the most part. Like depth wise, overall, with Baylor, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, TCU, all teams that could be pretty good, but they're not close to the ACC or Big Ten. They're kind of in between, and their money's going to drop drastically. And that's an area where are they? Are they? Would they be one of those teams to get a, if it's a five plus one? It's that'll be fascinating to watch. But you're right, privilege is huge. It's Reason certain teams are where they're at just because of where they were 100 years ago. And it's, and Oresco's crazy over the top and Power Six is lame and stupid, but he's out there sending a message as a work for his conference. Yeah. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, I see where he's coming from, where, you know, just because, you know, the establishment, uh, if you will, and, and if you want to, if you want to think of the Power Five in a different term, that's, that's probably what you would want to start calling it. It's like, you know, establishment politics are trying to rule the day yeah it's so who do we blame it we always want to blame somebody who do we want to blame here oh well there's a lot of people yeah you could, <laughs> okay well you can start by blaming the alliance you think that's a big issue i do yeah what i'm curious i have parts of that are an issue but what do you think that in general is or why is that a big picture um fell so, i guess uh Blockage, I because, guess, to the playoff. Because same as Oresco, I think you know they had certain points that they that they made. And and who's the who's the name of the ACC commissioner? Um, his name escapes me right now. Jim, Jim Miller, I believe it is. But but one of the things that they have brought up, which you know, as with the Rusco, I think is a fair point, has to do with you know player safety. Or sorry, excuse me, Jim Phillips. Phillips. Yeah, Jim Phillips. I think the player safety one, the, 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 that angle is a valid one, especially since the vast majority of, of athletes, you know, still are benefiting from, you know, the brand new, you know, name image likeness deals that are, that are out there. Right. Yeah. So I, I, I empathize with that point, but I think it also is sort of spoken from a position of weakness because, you know, Clemson fell off this year and nobody else really picked up the mantle. And uh, 10 wins, they didn't really fall off. They just were to leaves. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. And, and, you know, nobody really stepped up to to pick up that mantle. And so, 
you know, I, I don't necessarily know, it, it, like at, at a glance, it just seems like they're voting against their own self-interest in that point. I agree. Cause ACC also with part of it too, like as written around, if you think about it, George Klyakoff, uh, Jim Phillips and Kevin Warren are all new commissioners and all mm-hmm. this playoff stuff started before. They're like, Hey, we, where's our say in this? And we're like, guys, come on. But Phillips is like, well, there's a million other things more important than a college football playoff towards athletics. Or maybe not, not just athletic, but in the NCAA. And the one thing that he keeps bringing up, which, again, NCAA is killing themselves with the Alston case and Ed O'Bannon from years ago, where he, he's like, oh, I want this NIL thing fixed. And they're hoping and praying and hell marrying their way down the court or down the field to say, hey, Congress, U.S. Congress, come bail us out. Like, And they're like, you think this is the problem for us? You think college football getting players paid from NIL is our problem? It's like... Are you freaking kidding me? We have a million other. There's going to be a freaking war coming on this next week with Ukraine and Russia. You have inflation issues. Car prices are out of control. They're trying to. COVID's still going on. Like there's other things going on. And probably a million things I'm not thinking of that are important to the daily lives of every you and me and everybody else out there. To what or more issues to try to resolve, to fix, to just get in the street fixed down my road and by by my house as a pothole in the middle of it. I want. I'd rather have that fixed than college football players being paid. You know what I mean? Like, there's more important things than if they're hoping Anthony Gonzalez is no longer in the House Representatives or Senate, former Ohio State guy's leaving. The Murphy from Connecticut is wants to do something with this, but it's impossible. Mitt Romney from Utah wants something done, but there's only so few people who really want to do it. And they could have fixed all this themselves had they, but they're always reactionary. And that's a problem with this playoff thing, with Phillips wanting the NCAA to do other different, the other things that are more important to be done. They could have done all this had they put a rule in place last summer, knowing for at least a year plus that NIL is coming. They just were hoping that somebody would fix their own dang problem. That's yeah. all they do. It's like, it's like fix your problem. Rose Bowl, you want this day? Sure. I don't care. Cool. We, we'll go to what you want to do. But this player safety thing is an issue. And it all depends because it's like, should we change the rules? Like the uh, no, the running clock, like the first down, take that away where the clock runs no matter what, in or out of bounds, like the NFL. That's a handful of plays. Does that really impact, Matt? Like, if you're playing a football game, does it matter if you play 80 plays over 70? That's like, I don't know, maybe. But you're also out there playing a football, a football game regardless. I don't know. The ACC is in a mess because they don't, they think they feel there's more important things be above this. And maybe they're right, but it also has to be a unanimous vote, which we have mentioned. So any one conference are actually presidents because that's why the Pac-12 is voting against us too because the presidents are not agreeing either. So it's not just the 11-0 vote with the 80s and Notre Dame guy. It's also school presidents need to vote as well, which how many people is that added? You know what I mean? It's 100 plus people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, you know, conversely, you know, I, I sort of see where, where he's coming from with the health and safety stuff. But the whole mm-hmm. point about realignment just sort of rings hollower to me. I don't know, yeah, I don't money. know if you feel the same way. Because, 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 yeah. because you're still going to get your slice of the pie, so who cares? I, yeah, it's you can't say player safety, but they added the 12th game permanently about five or six years ago. They're adding to the playoff an extra game here. Conference championship game they wanted to add for white money. There's a reason they brought in Syracuse and BC and Miami from the Big East years ago. You can't all you can't claim now that it's about player safety when the past 20 years of your existence, if not longer, has always been let's get the money. Let's get the, how do we get the money? The money, the money. That's all we want is the money. And now it's like, oh, well, it's not about the money because they're leaving half a billion on the table. Yeah. So it's how do you trust them, right? Yeah, it's just that that part didn't make a lot of sense to me. No, because it's always about and I and also like with the Pac-12. There was talk, but it's been dying down a little bit. Well, let's let it go to market to allow NBC, CBS, or whatever, Universal, Warner, whatever media club Gomer get out there, I guess Discovery and Warner now, same thing, to bid and do more, say, like the NFL or something. Oh, we have a game on USA Network. We have a game on NBC, a game on CBS, a game on Fox. Like, that's part of it, too. And But the thing is, who knows if that's the issue? But so that's... Like the ACC, they have too many things on the Pac-12. We can start go with them. I'll continue my thought here. They're in other leagues want the uh, to go to market, but that wasn't really a thing that's been mentioned. But I've, I've had Jordan Klykoff on my radio show and Pac-12 Media Days. He wants this expanded, but he also wants auto bids. I guess it's going to stand. I guess we'll deal with it. But even though it's a once a twenty year thing where it doesn't happen, their big deal is the Rose Bowl, and 
do you have any affinity for the Rosemont being in California? Do you care? Do you recognize what it is? Is it anything different now? We've already talked about before where maybe no. It's it's 2022, man. I'm just I'm just saying I'm at I'm at so, no. I mean at a certain point, some yeah, serious point they gotta get with the program. As, especially since it is very rare that the Big Ten and the Pac 12 are the two premier conferences in America. That just does not happen anymore. Whispers Pac 12 is lower by quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And but you know, beyond that, you know, I, I see the Rose Bowl as being another thing, but you know, one, one of the reasons I was I was looking up, you know why the different commissioners were sort of opposed to it, who voted against it. And, and Kliakov in particular pointed to the fact that they released the idea of the model last summer as being a problematic. Because, and, mm. and, I'm, re- and I'm reading this report from, from ESPN, I think it was Heather Dinich who put it out there the other day. Mm-hmm. Where, and, and from her, her interpretation was that you know the release was interpreted by many as an encouraging sign that a 12-team playoff would happen eventually. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah, he but wants it, it from day one. But it goes on to say for Klyavkov, that was part of the problem. Yeah, I remember about that too, but I remember when he's on Pactual Media Days and talking to our radio show, he's like, yeah, I want to expand the playoff, more access. But here's the thing. You know what I tell the Rose Bowl? You could have your bowl game if you want. Hosting, nobody's stopping you from hosting a game January 1st at 2 p.m. Pacific time. It just may not be the prestigious game we think it is. Like, there's no, what's stopping them? Because it's like, oh, it's a rose parade. It says it's that. That's great. That tradition's awesome. But if there's a plaf, they'd say Troy because I don't know how much or whatever you spend. They, it's like an $80 million game. It's a lot of money. I get people coming from out of town. It's all sorts of, they, I'm not sure if they, the bowl payout and all that type of stuff. But it's, here's the thing. If you're to put, if you're to give me any bowl game, out of history of bowl games that at some point had the two best teams from any conference give or and stick it on January 1st at five o'clock Eastern, that would be a moneymaker for any conference. You know what I mean? That's the reason they want to stick with it. The Rose Bowls know they're no dummies here. They know what brings in the money for them. That time slot's amazing. And these will get pretty good teams and people of the Rose Bowl. But you know what? You can still host your bowl game. You can, here's what they should do. You should be Rose Bowl. These bowl games, you're in or you're out. Because bowl games, honestly, are dumb and they shouldn't be a thing. Because for considering to crown a champion, in my opinion, mm-hmm. because they're just they're just games. We already discussed the postseason sucks for college football. Nothing stop nothing stopping any of these games because there's still going to be some sort of bowl games going on if there's a bigger playoff. There just may be this particular game is more important. It's played at the Cotton Bowl, I guess, Jerry World, whatever. That's part of the postseason for a champion. But then the Frisco Bowl or the whatever, the insert mortgage insurance bowl game here in Texas will still go on. So nothing's stopping the Rose Bowl from hosting the actual Rose Bowl, but you just won't, you may have Pac 12 number two and Big Ten number three. You know what? If you if you were to give me, uh, let's see, who is number two? Oregon versus Iowa, that's still a pretty dang good football game, right? I mean, if you're a fan of watching Iowa football, I'm sure. I know. I'm just saying by ranking. I, I, yes, I know. I, I said I that. Your point. Ranking wise, those two teams are like that would be a solid matchup. Like that, it may not be number one versus number two, or one versus one, which it hasn't always been the past since like '98. But honestly, NCAA needs to put on the big boy points and say you're in or you're out. Once a decision is made on this, it's like, are you going to be part of this or not? What they should do, just give the Rose Bowl the national title game. Nobody would bat an eye and say that's amazing. That'd be awesome. Right? Mm-hmm. Who would not, who would not want that? <laughs> I just I, so what else about the Pac-12? So like you read Klykov's comments, comments, everything. They kind of want the auto bid, which seems, which would help them more than any other league, I think. And them in a the Big Twelve, the Rose. Like, what are your thoughts? Like with the Rose Bowl thing, is it how, they have an unproportionate amount of power in this? Yes. <laughs> the easy answer, yes. Yeah, I, I don't I know mean, what to do. I mean, yeah, I just. I don't care about the Rose Bowl, really, and maybe that's maybe that's just me speaking as a as a Mountain West fan. Could yeah, like yeah, I understand that it's like a big tradition and everything like that. But you know, wh- when was the last? Okay, just off the top of your head, when was the last time that the Rose Bowl game actually mattered? Was it USC in Texas seven years ago? And that technically is not a Rose Bowl game. That was a BCS national title game. Exactly. I would say maybe. 
I guess even the year before it was Michigan, Texas. So that was even a traditional one before because Texas went back to back years. Like, yeah, what, I mean, do you mean? I under, what do you mean? I understand what, what, that it was. I understand that it is a more established tradition than just about any other bowl game that is out there. What do you mean by mattered? Like, it impacted when the is, national when title. Is, when is the last time it left any kind of lasting cultural impact on the sport? Well, Cole, that's a pretty big deal. It has to be that obviously USC title game. When is, the, US- when is the last time that like the result of a Rose Bowl just changed anything? When was the last time that the Rose Bowl was not simply an exhibition? USC Texas 06? <laughs> or, or what was it the last time they hosted a playoff game? What was it, the, uh, the Oregon uh, State game or something like that? Alabama Notre Dame 31 14, just 2021. Right. And then the, yeah, the Florida State blowout game was um, Oregon 59 20. When they've had post, they've had two post, two semifinals, they've been bad. I guess Notre Dame, Alabama, that's not terrible, but still not really close. Mm-hmm. Oregon, Wisconsin was all right, 28 27. That Penn State, uh, oh, Oklahoma, Georgia as well. That was 54-48. Maybe that one. That one was pretty nice. That that twice twice a deck every 20 years. 28, 2018, 2006. Like that, I mean, that doesn't seem like enough to me. Illinois 40 losing 49-17 because they got to go. They had a number 23 Wisconsin team got to go because of the bull a lot matchups or bull pecking order. Stanford beat Iowa 45 to 16. Here's the you can say this about not to pick on the Rose Bowl, but if you're going to claim to be this juggernaut, give it to me. You know what I mean? Any you can, I, you can we can go down this path to any big time bowl game. Orange Bowl, which usually is down, or it seems like Cotton Bowl, Peach Bowl. You can we can, Matt, we can go through any bowl game, but if you're claiming to have this much clout, you need better games. And they've had some good games. The TC Wisconsin game was amazing. I remember when Tank Carter knocked down the two point conversion pass. There have been good games, but like if you say you're this classic awesome bowl game and deserve this prime spot. They're not showing me. You're right. They're showing me a couple times a decade at most. Now, see, as as far as the Rose Bowl being a revenue driver, you know that I think was something that Kliakov spoke to with with Paul Feinbaum in particular. I'm looking as recently, uh, yeah, yeah, because I'm looking at the write up from from Matt Zemek over at Trojans Wire, mm-hmm. and and one of the quotes that you know to and again, I don't agree with everything that these these opponents have said, mm-hmm. but you know you, you talk about money. And, and nobody, at least for right now, seems to be able to agree where the money is going to go because, you know, who you let in, you know, what that, whether it's, you know, top six versus five plus one versus whatever else, you know, the more teams that somebody gets in, you know, the, the, there is the risk that the rich could become richer. And I'm speaking specifically about the SEC in this particular case, because they're sitting pretty no matter what. Exactly. And, and Greg Zanke, Greg, Greg Sankey came out and said as much, which. Well, we all knew that. If they have a four, yeah. It's really hard to find fault with what he's saying because they've, they've year after year had the best one or two teams in America basically every single year since the playoffs started. So, you know, when, when, Kle- when Kleavkov says, you know, I've never signed a contract in my life where I don't know the financial terms, but I've agreed to sign the contract, that. Is another point that I can understand. He's also, and I, and I have to imagine that we, as, what, that that Craig Thompson, who you know, we we give him a lot of criticism for what looks like inaction publicly. Uh, not this time. The fa- so I I give him credit for sort of putting this out there, but I have to imagine, you know, being in the same room as the as Sankey as as Bob Bowlesby, the Big Twelve Commissioner, and and Swarbrick, the the Notre Dame AD. I have to imagine that that was front and center on his mind, not just for the Mountain West, but for all the other group of five conferences that he was sort of having to to perhaps stand in and represent. Like, you know, everybody is going to be looking for a substantial piece of the pie. And so I I, I can understand that, you know, if nobody can agree to, or or rather at this point, if nobody had agreed to sort of what the minutia of that breakdown would look like, that I can understand. Yeah, but I also can call bullshit on it because we know how much more money they're going to make if they're not dummies. They're not going to make less money than they're making now, even if somehow of all miracles, SEC gets five teams in a 12-team playoff. No, but again, but again, it's not necessarily about just more. It's about how much more. I I, I know. The Big Ten is going to get $1 billion per year, most likely, for their, comfort, con- their media rights deal. But 
because they, because okay, let me let me let me pose you this. Let's say let's okay. say that the the playoff kicks in in two years, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say that they had come to an agreement. Realignments goes realignment goes exactly the way that it's it's supposed to go over the next couple of years. So you get Oklahoma and Texas, you know, going into the SEC. Yeah, you, get, you know, the conference USA moves to the Sun. <laughs> That's great stuff too. Yes. <laughs> How much Sorry. money? How much money is the Pac-12 making in that format three years from now? So we're let's say 2025. Well, I don't know how much they're making now, but here's what you can do. Let's so, okay. So, okay. So so even if you don't have an exact number, I'm going to pose another question to you. Sorry, I'm not answering, but go ahead again. <laughs> no, 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 and that's okay because I, because I, in contrast, how much is the SEC making off of an expanded playoff? You know Especially what it doesn't relative it does, right now. They're you know what it doesn't matter. Fist. Yeah, it, does it doesn't matter. matter. No, no, no. Here's why it doesn't it does matter. matter because everybody everybody wants more, <laughs> but if nobody can agree how much more, you know, we like we, we like to make the joke and we like to put the you know this the Stanley Hudson meme on Twitter. Like you know, <laughs> it's all about money. You know, yeah, that's the only reason he's leaving. But yeah, you know, I think you know those degrees of difference. You know, to those people in power, where we're talking about millions of dollars for you know, dozens of institutions. Yeah, yeah, that that question is very central to what the conversation is ultimately going to look like. But you know what? Does it matter? I think SEC's going to get theirs regardless. They got two teams this year. They're no, going to get saying, this. If they're, no, but, but, if they're getting four teams into a into a 12-team playoff and the Pac-12 is getting maybe one or two. But you know what? getting maybe one but, or two. But you know what else is getting, you know, who else is getting more money? The Pac-12 is also getting more money regardless. They're not going to go into this getting less money and they know that. And I get your point, like how much more, how much percentage more we're getting, or if the SEC gets this team in, it's also. I guess, I guess what I'm saying overall is, you know, from the Pac-12's point of view, I think that they're thinking that the way things were trending, it wasn't actually going to help them close the gap with the SEC. And the it's never team. going to. It doesn't matter if it stays at four, eight, sixteen. If you invite 131 teams, the gap's never going to get closer. The Pac-12. But, I, think, was but so- I also think that they've made enough missteps in recent years, which is no fault of Klyovkov. I think he has Larry Scott to, to thank for mm-hmm. that. They need to make up as much ground as they can monetarily. However. Here's why he, that's not true as well. He even said, well, not that you're not wrong, but while that might be the case, he even said as recently, there are TV deals coming up. They're, they're saying, we don't care about money. We want eyeballs. And that'll lead to money down the road. So it's like he's giving mixed signals for the media rights deal, how much people can watch our games. When can we get better time slots or pack 12 network distribution or partner with some other TV network to give us more distribution? And in the short term, I know it's a long, longer term goal game. Both of these are, but he's even said, well, I just want more people to watch our product. And eventually that'll lead to more money, but it's, they're getting, I don't, I just, I'm trying to look up how much they make from plow because I know it's different. If you make the semifinal, it's only a couple million more. If you make the title game, it's not a, exponentially a ton of money they're getting for the playoff games. They're not getting the 20 million per bowl game they get for making the playoff for each round. So the amount of money is not, it's a big, like what I'm saying is if you make the title game now, you only get a couple more million dollars. It's not like you get an extra 20 million because you're in the national title game. Mm-hmm. But I know it's a money thing, but also the Pac-12 also needs money. It's it. Everybody's, that's why it's so hard with it being, it has to be unanimous choice because we already know the group of five are good with what they want. They want this expanded playoff. The Big 12 also wants it. The Pac-12 wants it, but in certain terms. The Big 10 wants it on the ridiculous terms for Kevin Warren saying we have to have automatic bits for our Power 5. Just in case, you never know the one year, Ohio State goes 8-4 and four or something, and it's somebody else who's number thir- who's number 15 because the Sun Belt and Conference USA have two amazing teams that year and move up higher. It's difficult for everybody wants, but the money thing – the, the reason why I say it doesn't it ma- it, it can matter but not and I, your point's correctly valid but SEC is always going to have more money because if it's a four team field they'll get two teams eight teams they'll get probably three if it's twelve they'll get three maybe four if it's six twelve or whatever they'll get you, see, you know we both understand this the Pac twelve get two teams in is pretty rare even the Big Ten two teams eh, it might be iffy if you're getting twelve teams you're getting this past year there's all these things out there for projected brackets. I don't know. Are they? Are you? Is your thought what they're saying is how much they're getting per bowl game, per game, or the total contract overall, or how it's being split up as a pie? Because it depends. Like if you're an automatic conference title or automatic qualifier, do you get more money than that large bit? I, is that the details people are concerned about? Because if even if they waited, 
and they just they stay they didn't look spender like your option before matt was if they write out the rest of four years that's four years to figure it out and to me that's plenty of time yeah i suppose i don't i just they're gonna make money regardless you know what i mean I do, but but again, I think those degrees of difference matter. I uh, we're just I don't know. It's just always like to, to us as fans, it's sort of immaterial. But you know, when you're talking about administrators with like multi million dollar budgets, like it's no small thing. I get it. It's so. What do you think? Is there like let's just say, we don't know the sticky point. Do you think it is because this has been projected about half a billion dollars? Is your thing? Is your maybe? I'll ask you. Like if you're the commissioner. Of a say the stick with Clydeclaw out there at West, where do, do they want like an NCAA tournament bid where like you get credits, or do they want 10 million per playoff a, a per playoff participant or X amount of dollars per participant? Like, what are you thinking they're what are you thinking they're wanting? Like for money wise, not necessarily what's fair is like is it divided evenly over all 12 conference whatever 12 conferences like or whether 10 conferences, I guess now, whatever. Is that something you're thinking their thought process would be like even split or if you make the playoff and then they divide it like they do now, if you're, you get tossed a bone, if you're the group of five or FCS, who gets a few bucks too. Yeah. I mean, I guess I would imagine it would probably be sort of an extension or a modification of the way that they do it now. And what's the problem with making a deal now, then figure out the money even four years down the road. I have no idea. Because as Klayakoff said, and also I talked to Ralph Russo, of the AP group covers college football quite well. At the end of this 12-year deal, there's literally no postseason in play at all. Like there's nothing to no way to crown a champion. Mm-hmm. Isn't that bonkers to think in four years it's just go back to pre a bull alliance system? I mean, I don't think that's gonna happen. I know, but let's think I, about I, that. I, that's I on also the table. Think that a lot that it, a lot of the uncertainty that exists right now that I think a lot of the 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 uh the conservative parties in this uh, conversation are pointing to aren't going to be issues in four years either, like realignment. Like it's very hard to imagine another sort of seismic shift in the same way that like Oklahoma and Texas leaving for the SEC was. And, and, but I mean, and personally, I don't think they, I mean, Texas is a moneymaker, but I don't think they they matter really. In terms of like, in terms of making the SEC stronger, like like what in the past decade have they done to actually like prove that that that's, the, that's sort of beside the point though. Yeah, like uh, the the I would say the picture is going to look a lot clearer, or, or at least it'll look a lot more settled in you know three or four years, which I think it has know, to. If it's not, we're going back to the old system. Because because well, I'm, I'm trying to remember the exact turn of phrase that Phillips used as far as like, you know, sort of pressing pause for a year and doing, I think he called it a holistic review. Oh my gosh, get out of here, for comments. Come on, corporate jargon guy, get out of here. But I think, I think what he's trying to get at there is, is sort of, you know, because there is so much in the, so much up in the air right now, as far as, you know, you mentioned, you know, new TV deals kicking in, you know, you mentioned, you know, teams that are going to be in different conferences four years from now that, you know, when all of that stuff gets settled and everybody can actually take a look at, okay, here's who's making what from where. And, you know, here's the, you know, the relative strength of each different conference in, you know, four years from now. Like it, you know, it's one thing to try and forecast, and it's another. It's another to see what you know how it actually plays out. Like you know, if Clemson is going to find its way back on its feet, or if, yeah, but or if, or if Miami is going to come back out of the ashes of from Mario Cristobal, or if USC is going to do the same thing under Lincoln Riley, and and change the national landscape with those things. Like you know, we we can be optimistic, or those fan bases can be optimistic. But we don't know. And here's what we do know: in four years. Because Bob Bowlesby came and visited BYU just this past weekend, a couple days ago. I, I assume he's doing that for all new new schools. They're coming sooner, so that makes sense. What and he kind of insinuated that Texas and OU are staying through twenty twenty five. So here's what we do know. I think you're right. Like all those points made are valid, but if we there, I think well, it's all corporate high level guys who think about. Well, for let me go back to one thing. First, you could do two things at once. You can negotiate your TV deal. And the playoff thing at the same time. That doesn't seem to be overly complicated, in my opinion. There's a lot going on. I may be naive, but you sh- you're getting paid a lot of money. A high level guy, plenty of deputy commissioners who can assist and do things at all these different schools to get it done. 
Like, I don't, I don't see why they can't do both. But second, when we do know 100% for sure, the only, Texas and Oklahoma will be in the SEC by the time this cycle ends. So we know where they're going to be. Mm-hmm. I don't think it should matter toward a monetar- monetarily aspect if USC is very good or Clemson's very good or Ohio State is good at the, or my, like the schools you mentioned. That should have no bearing on what a college football playoff should be paying out from TV partners. As within a conference, I could see wiggle room here. That's why the alliance is kind of out there because that scheduling thing is probably dead too, where the Pac-12 would get more money because, oh, we're going to play a Big Ten and ACC school every year and we'll have um, a dozen or so, however many that number of figures out to be extra home games, not extra, but better home games. That is something where you can wiggle room and get an extra percentage here or there on your money. But overall, I don't, the only thing that matters is realignment. man. Like maybe if Notre Dame or Notre Dame goes to the ACC as a full member, that could make the Big Ten do something. But the only realignment that'd be done is if the Big 12 does something, which they might try to get a Mountain West school. But that's not seismic as it is what recently has been done. And right. I guess what, go back to the big question, Matt, can we just blame Texas for this garbage? Because had they not changed SEC, this would have been done? <laughs> yeah, I'm willing to go with that. <laughs> it's, I know there's a lot of unknowns, but I think they're overthinking this. Am I wrong in possibly saying they're overthinking all the like Phillips and Warren? Everybody's looking at a million options or Kladikoff that because it also goes back to presidents who are academic people too, who are trying to because the Pac 12 vote was eight to three. I don't know who didn't vote, but the president said eight to three of not doing this. Yeah, I don't know. That's I know there's a lot of I don't know people, but that's fine to answer that way. I mean, I do, I think I think the I think the puzzle is a lot more complicated than just what we can sort of glean from various news reports and opinion columns and things like that. Because again, we're talking, we're talking about something that's, that's a multi-billion dollar enterprise. And and with, with so many agendas and everybody sort of operating at cost purposes, perhaps inevitably, you know, and I think Oresco probably spoke to that more clearly than anybody else in this conversation you know, there's, it's, it's pretty clear. There's a lot of teams on the come up in, in the group of five. And so, you know, for, for my part, I, I sort of, you know, see that as being like, you know, well, what, what the group of five wants is probably diametrically opposed to what the PAC 12 wants, which is diametrically opposed to what the sec wants clearly. And so, you know, we can sort of sort of talk circles around it, but I do think that there's probably a lot more that we're not seeing or that, hasn't been made public in the same way. So what do you think the difference? Because I, for my opinion, the, the group of five of Mountain West, they basically want better access. The money thing, they're behind. There'll be more money regardless. So here's what I'm thinking. They want access. Big 12 wants access. Do you agree so far with those two things? Most likely they yeah. want to be in the field. So those are fair. So it, it comes out in the SEC, in my opinion, well, George Sinkey's like, well, or Greg Sinkey, excuse me. He's like, well, maybe we'll, we're fine at four teams. <clears throat> and I said this on Twitter and a million different people out there. I think if the SEC were to be the one team or one of the few teams, like, they, like, oh, we're fine. I think they're fine with whatever. And they ultimately would not stand in the way of any, any proposition that was close to being passed. So I think they're honestly good with whatever. And I don't think they'd fight tooth and nail to go to a say, I want a four team only model when everybody else wants more. I think they would go with what's most popular, but they do have their preferences. Mm-hmm. So I think they're not, they're honestly, they're not an issue of what, what the options would be. It's just this freaking three Alliance pro- programs, conferences that have all these different things. And they happen to be the guys with the three newest commissioners. It's just those three need to figure it out. And that's kind of where we're at. I don't, I think that's what we're seeing. The big 10 ACC and PAC 12 are the reasons there's not an expand the playoff right now. Mm-hmm. And Notre Dame's probably, I'm not sure what they'd want, but I think they're more access is better because they're an independent and they wouldn't have an automatic bid. So I don't know. It's, well, if I remember correctly, one one concession that they did make, Notre Dame in particular, was you know, with the with the 12-team format and the top four teams getting a buy, that and, and I forget which article I, I'm looking at, like six different things right now. Yeah, I kind of remember what but you Notre, mean. but Notre Dame wouldn't get a buy under any circumstance. Correct, but, but there's they were, 12 they teams. Would sort, they would sort of have their unique path to the playoff, but they wouldn't be able to earn a buy. Yeah, like the highest seed, they could be at the fifth seed, even if they're the number one team in the country, they'd still be the five seed, mm-hmm. which is weird. But their point is more access is better. Yeah, for them, for or them or BYU who was close a couple of years ago. So 
what okay we probably should wrap it up here so within the mountain west range like they're gonna have to because it with it being a unanimous vote who's gonna cave out of those three conferences like who's the ones like all right we're done here we're gonna move on we're gonna agree i don't know is it acc no i think it might be the pac-12 even i always nice I, and, I, I, and, I, and I say that because I think and I think you know Matt Zemek over at Church of the Wire made a good point it, it, it's not necessarily that that Klyakov is is opposed to the idea it, which the, way, idea? the way that he framed it was more like a political move yeah than one that sort of reflects what he actually believes about it and so I would imagine like if if the situation is more to his liking once things are settled in a couple of years that the Pac-12 would probably want to sort of get on board sooner rather than later. And I'm reading that part right now, but you know what? He should have said voted yes if he wanted to, because the Big Ten's already said we're screwing you and not going to do the scheduling agreements that they sort of kind of half-hearted put together. Mm-hmm. So I get play the big pitch and all we'll play nice to be with them. But when Kevin Warren's already said we're going to stick at nine conference games and not play ACC and impact of every year like we kind of planned, he's already shoving the thing down the toilet. I just there's other there's a lot of moving parts to this. And I get it being eight to three or whatever it was, would it made a difference because every comp it's it's those three those three conferences that need to come together. So we can wrap up with this. I think ultimately what will happen the only if I recall only the ACC is really for an 18 field because Apparently, the entire Clemson team says they don't want more games, which I lie. If you're telling me if you're an athlete or something, I could play another game and win a title, you're going to go out there and suit up and play for a title, right? You're not going to back down. It's like, oh, my non-existent NFL career from even a starting tight end is going to care about that. You know what I mean? He's yeah, I going to – they're going to play. And so, ultimately, it's going to be a playoff. Expanded. Ultimately, I assume it's going to be 12 teams. But I do think – the money, like, like you're not wrong with the money thing. We may disagree a little bit how it goes about, but I think what they're not saying, and they're actually keeping this quiet, perhaps, sort of. Maybe I'm just out there and flip, flipping of the night, and not sure what's going on. They'll make the most money if there's a bidding war between all these different networks, and that was talked about earlier on to why the Pac-12 might say no, despite Klayakov wanting more teams because he knows more teams benefits his conference than anything else. Because mm-hmm. the money will be – here's the thing. If you're a power league, you're getting your money regardless. That doesn't matter. They're not in the West, and everybody else is going to get more money. Just obviously not as much, but those guys will know they're getting theirs. Yeah. So why not wait up the clock, which is maybe what they're doing here in some teams. Like the Big Ten doesn't need that much money. ACC kind of does because they locked themselves into a very, very long-term deal with ESPN and their ACC network, I think, until early 2030s, maybe mid-30s. Man, I'll be old by then. But huh. back 12, in a couple of years is getting something done. So maybe that's their plan where the title game is bit on is on ESPN. The a quarterfinal games on CBS, one's on Fox, one one's on USA Network for whatever reason or something, and the NBC Universal, one of those networks. I'm thinking they're just wanting the most money possible. And not that they're trying to find excuses, because every league is I don't think like ACC's Phillips like a little out there, like I get where it's coming from, these extra things, but ultimately, like you mentioned, Matt, it's like they go, it's going, going, money, money, money. Now, wait, now we don't want your money, but hold on. I think the ultimate thing will be expanded playoff, probably the five plus one we have now, and there'll be a ton of money given to them, and it'll be on multiple networks. And we'll, we will have a 12 team field in, I guess, five seasons from now. Yeah, I think so. I think that's the Case, but it's just so frustrating that the college football gets in their own way and steps in every chance they get. Like, this is the second most popular sport in the country. NFL and college football. Am I am I wrong on that, or is that still you are correct? Not wrong. Because do you care how much are you frustrated major league baseball right now? They're going to miss games probably. Do you care? Of course, Your Giants. Well, yes. now, what would you? Pro- okay, I'll put this question to you. <laughs> Maybe it's unfair. What would, what would give you a bigger smile on your face if it were to happen last week? College football playoff goes to 12 teams or Major League Baseball says we're starting spring training next week. Oh, what would okay. you... baseball. Okay, I'm just wondering where, where that, you're that's at. That's just me. I, I recognize that I am probably in a minority. Okay. But that's just me. I'm just wondering because that, that's a good answer. That's why I want testing the testing the audience of one out here right now to see. 
but point being like, there's a million ways to make this better. And they just seem to get into it every way with, and I don't know what the Rose Bowl will do, but I just think the ultimate way I'd want to set it up, I'll let you get your final thoughts here too in a second. So ultimately way you got to 12 teams, if you play them at the bowl games, whatever, just don't call them bowl games. I just call them bowl games and be done with it or something. Just let them be games, playoff games. Who cares? And then the title game should be in the Rose Bowl every year. And the Rose Bowl, if you want to have your game on January 1st to coincide with your parade, nobody's stopping you from picking teams that aren't in the playoff. And so I ultimately think the Rose Bowl will kind of get half of what they want. Actually, they'll get more, Matt, because they'll get uh, two games and they'll get the most viable and most popular game of the year every single year. Yeah. And then another second game that'll be probably a top 10 game, I'm guessing, overall. Not top 10 teams, but a top 10 matchup, including all the playoff games, somewhere in that range. It might be better than some playoff games, or it'll be top, maybe top 15, somewhere in that range. I don't know. It'll be, that's what I think will happen. The Rose Bowl will be part of it, and they'll ultimately make more money, and that's how it'll go, I think. I guess we'll have to wait and see. What's your thought? What do you think this will turn out to be? I mean, I'm sort of where I'm sort of where you're at, to be honest. That's fine. I mean, I think it'll get figured out. It's just, you know, I think we all sort of wanted it to, to have something to look forward to, but I, I don't think like just because the contract is going to run out and at the end of 2025, that it means we're going to go like go back into the dark ages or anything like that. I think once the dust settles quite a bit, I still think we're going to get what we want, which is that expanded playoff. So, like, what, let's finish this section. When do you think that happened? Like, is it just another summer of talking? These guys are new and have more time in the summer? Because Klyakov sort of came on last year, but he's been busy, busy, busy. Same with Phillips and Warren's been on longer. Do you think this will be done next summer? No. Or it would not surprise me if it took <laughs> you. It would not surprise no, me if it nearly it. the entire duration of the current contract for them to take a long look and get as much evidence of, like, how everything has affected the game. Do you recall offhand when the playoff got changed for the BCS? How many years was it in between? Oh, the BCS was from 98 to 2013, was it not? Um, well, I mean, not just that, but I mean, like, the, how many seasons in between did it take? I honestly don't remember that off the top. Okay. Of I'm just wondering. I think you're not wrong. You don't think even the framework of 12 teams will go from there? I think they're going to, like I said, I think they're going to take as long as possible to see exactly how everything shakes out before they do anything. So, so I'm, so by that, I'm guessing you're thinking this summer, they'll be going into the summer of the final year of the contract without a deal in place, or that's when they'll get it done. That would not surprise me. No, <sighs> man, that's playing the fire there. But, I, but I think that they will get it done. Can Mark Emmert do anything in this situation? No. <laughs> can't even say that finishing with that last the, the only thing mark emmert is good at is making a situation worse <laughs> and increasing his pay as well that too i i just have a weird thought like i just don't like am i up in the night thinking like they can't come in and say here's our playoff college football and be done with it can the NCAA, what why do you have it? i know this may be another topic of the day but can they say why can't they just step and say we're taking over they don't have any power that's why that's yeah, easy answer, I guess. I'm trying to. Th- I'm trying to think of I, that's causes for more research of mine to see like when all this changed and happened. Because again, if every every other level can do it, and I think you're right, it's about money and how much money. And I, I think I, I think the access point is kind of where it's going to be. I would be shocked if it's fewer than twelve teams. Utterly shocked if that were the case. I still want my ten plus six, but that'll never happen. That's next generation. Yeah. Like college football, if they want to give some goodwill. Like they're a regional sport that tries to be national, which is great. But he, he, I guess we'll really end on this. If, if, what, they're not seeing the full picture here because what the, what what, the, what do you want from college football if you're an AD or president or something? You want people to watch your product, right? Mm-hmm. You want to watch on TV. You want to go in person. You want to spend money on your product because it's always money. If you have this expanded field, which it'll get there eventually, but if, if you're telling me if you're in the pack, the conference, the conference race is not diluted because of this. It's enhanced. And if there's more spots available, we're arguing between spots 10 and 16. But if you're in the Mountain West or American, it's kind of the same race we'll be going through. But there's still an extra spot where winning your conference gets you one step closer and, you'll, and you're going to be there. Most could very well be there, be very close. Mm-hmm. But if you're in the Big Ten or AC, especially the ACC is a better point. 
there's some people say, well, SEC title game, they're both in. Well, you know what matters? You get a home, you get a bye game or a home game. If you're in the ACC this year, if Pitt were to lose in their title game, they'd be out. Like winner gets in. That's a big deal. That makes a title game, but sometimes we are frankly boring. That it just lets more teams be involved and more people watch your product and you can get more money that way. So exactly. <sighs> are we done here? Anything else to add about this garbage? No, I think we're pretty much all set. All right, Carlos, we'll get your act together. Please, somehow, go to mwr.com to hear what read what I vented earlier, which is more coincise. I didn't put asterisks everywhere except for one word I did just for the fun of it to make fun of my tweets. But it's are you, you're not sweating over this, man, are you? Because you know what's going to happen. No. Right? Am, I getting, am I too worked up over this, or am I just angry it didn't happen now? Uh, maybe a little bit of both. I'm a Pac-12 guy and Mountain West. I'm like, come on, just get it done. That's, I, the reason I'm really upset, I kind of going out there is that like I said they get they, they trip over their own feet every time and that's a big deal but we'll be back next time i get we're gonna Matt, are we finally gonna promise sp plus 2022 rankings next time can we or is there gonna be another seismic change we need to discuss beforehand <laughs> i don't know we'll have to we'll have to wait and see we'll keep you guys um we'll keep you guys guessing i guess but be back next time assuming next week or so we'll be back for another show we'll have basketball coming up but we'll find some more you're doing the we got the schedules out there. We talked about the last week that last week. So if you did not hear us talk about that, we got the full schedule coming out. Maybe we'll do some early projections again because that's will be next show. But yeah, check us out next time and MWC Wire, Twitter, MWWire.com. And I guess if you listen this far, not I guess Matt, go give us a good review because that'd be helpful because people need to do that because I'm telling you, go give us a good review on Google and stuff or iTunes or wherever you do Spotify. So we'll see you next time.